My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business too? Caroline Kay hosts a great podcast called Snippets of Genius. Caroline, tell us what these folks will get out of listening. Snippets of Genius is a lighthearted business podcast with some brilliant insights into how you can attract and cultivate success. In each episode, I have an inspiring conversation with genius guests from the worlds of business development, marketing, design, and wellness. Each of them share their ballsy, daring moves to burst business opportunities wide open. Every episode is designed to give you as much value as possible so you can decide, define, and develop anything you want in your career or business. Hard to turn that down. Where can people subscribe? They can come on over to my website, which is www.carolineK.co forward slash podcast, or find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for Snippets of Genius wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. We need to stop just thinking search engine optimization is about Google. We need to start thinking about how we can make our posts on TikTok discoverable for the topics that they are about. It's not about reaching the most people. It's about reaching the right people. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Extra Shot. This is a live podcast recording where we discuss one of the hot topics in digital marketing this week. It is the follow-on from my live stream show, so I can see we've got Jessica just joining us. If you were watching my live stream show, it crashed. So um, you get to talk to us here, which is way better. Usually it doesn't crash. So I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Making Sang. Hello, Making. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Apart from uh, digital coffee crashing this morning. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It happens sometimes. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> do you want to know what Google animal you are this week? I would love to know what Google animal I am this week. Well... You've done this, you've been this animal before, so I'm trying to think of a, a different way to describe you. You've got the horn twice and you were, you are from the coldest parts of Canada. And I want to, I want to say how I would say the word, but obviously that would give it away. So you've got two horns, the horn, and you've got, you're from the coldest parts of Canada and you were in a TV series in the trailer, in the um, credits for a TV series that was very popular, set in the coldest parts of Canada in the 90s. Is that a moose in Northern Exposure? Yes, <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> you are a moose. 
Are you feeling well? It's very cold here in Ireland today. Are you feeling very moosey where you are? Yes, there's a lovely, um, lovely coating of frost uh, on our cars and uh, gardens uh, this morning. Ooh, ooh! So now you just need to go out, put your horns on, and go moose. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you're listening on the podcast or if you are the first time joining us on LinkedIn, this is what Google animal making is, because obviously we use a shared Google document. And when you use a shared Google document to show you who's looking at it, Google puts up pictures of animals. So that's what we're going on about. I always think it's a bit of fun to start the show. But let's move on, will we, to the Internet winners and the Internet losers. Where will we go first? I think we'll go uh, internet winner, uh, shall we? Now, it was something that you uh, raised uh, awareness of uh, in uh, last week's uh, podcast, actually, uh, on the extra shot, uh, where uh, Channel 4 are really doing an incredible thing on threads. Um, so um, I was having a quick look here this morning, and, uh, and yeah, 20 minutes are gone, <laughs> just as I was giggling my way through and they were uh, having a bit of banter with ITV and uh, and all sorts but they really are showing how to um, utilize the platform and uh, and be really engaging with um, uh, with uh, folks that are on threads uh, what is it that really uh, drew you to uh, channel 4 Amanda I don't know. I guess because, again, I'm new to Threads, so I'm finding new accounts all the time. And I've kind of gone, I'm not just going to follow everyone. I'm only going to follow stuff that I'm really interested in. And I do watch Channel 4. If you're listening in the US, Channel 4 is a one of the big TV channels in um, the UK, but we also get it in Ireland. So um, I, I, I watch a lot of Channel 4. I like Channel 4. So it's like, well, I'll follow this account. And they are. They're funny. But I think the reason that they're able to shine so much is because at the moment we can't schedule to threads. We know that's changing. So it's very in the moment, off the cuff. Like, I'm sure there's been a bit of planning into the tone of voice, but it's very just embracing everything that threads is right now and I think that's that's what I like about it it's setting the tone really for threads which is fun and irreverent and I want to say authentic but it's not authentic it's it is and it isn't so it's showing um how you can just do stuff off the cuff so they talk about being a social media manager they tap into all the fun memes that happen on the channel I just think it's it's they've totally got it they totally got threads right so I'm enjoying following them me too me too uh, and of course um following internet winner we have an internet loser so who is our internet loser this week Amanda now I think anyone that's got a Facebook page is going to know this pain we're getting on Facebook pages and if you manage more than one so if you're a social media manager this is an absolute nightmare you'll be getting maybe two or three messages or posts on your page per day purporting to be from some part of Facebook. Like people are laughing because some of them say it's coming from Facebook customer service, telling you that your page is going to get shut down for violating some terms and just click here. And if you click here, you can like, you can verify your account. Of course, it's scam. People are getting scammed. They're going through and they're losing their Facebook accounts because they're getting taken over by scammers and posting crypto or porn or something along those lines. So one, it's really dodgy. But two, at this stage, I think most people have had that message so many times they know it's not real. It's just annoying. Now, this isn't new. This has been going on for months months. I remember running a, an ad campaign back in, 
I was on holiday. It's when I last saw you in Manchester, not last saw you actually, because we saw each other in Dublin. So when I met you in Manchester, I was running a, a campaign for someone right then. And we were getting a lot of these spam things on Facebook back then. So it's just ridiculous to me that Facebook and all its clever AI algorithms and bots isn't able to stop this happening. So I think we have to give a big boo to Facebook this week. Boo. And just, yeah, sort it out, will you? Forever. Come on. Is it time to press your rant alert button? I think it might be. Oh, it is. I just have to. Thanks for the reminder. Here we go. Again, I don't think you can hear it when I press it, but I'm going to press it. Rant alert! <laughs> yes, that was a rant alert. Sort it out, Facebook. Go on. So we'll move on, I suppose. Um, thanks for joining us, by the way. We've got Zara, Jessica, Pascal. Great to see you here. And we're just going to discuss this story. And then you can come in and have a chat with us if you like. Just to know we are recording this for the podcast. So we will be recording what you say. So... Um, just bear that in mind when you come on. And please don't swear, because otherwise I have to change the filter when I upload. Okay. I was Davina then. Did I do it well? Please do not swear. <laughs> That's my Davina impression. Okay. So the news story of the week, I'll, I'll give you the outline and then we can have a conversation about it. It's not new that people have been talking about TikTok being a search engine. I mean, we I remember reporting it on the Digital Coffee before. And really, Google should be trembling in their boots because so many people are using TikTok. And it's not just TikTok, but TikTok's a headline story this week. It's, it's also Instagram Reels, Instagram in general, as a search engine to find things that they need or find things that they want to learn about. It's big on TikTok. In fact... The latest stats say 40% of consumers now use TikTok to search. Search, 40% of all consumers. So that's not just young people. I think we need to stop thinking that TikTok's for young people. It's for everyone now. I feel like I'm having this conversation a lot. It does get more popular for search the younger we get. So 49% of millennials use it for search and 64% of Gen Z use it for search. And also, I feel like TikTok are courting these people. So TikTok have um, been running ads for older people. Why do I know it's for older people? Because they're running them on TV. And apparently, you know, anyone under Generation X doesn't really watch TV. So they're running ads on TV and in the cinemas, advertising themselves as a search engine, which, again, is, is huge. And... That means that they really want to push the people into thinking that. Now, this means that if you are posting on TikTok or, as I say, it's other social networks as well, like YouTube, YouTube Shorts, YouTube in general has always been, Google have always pushed it saying it's the second biggest search engine. I always think that's a weird thing to say, but they say that. Also, um, Instagram, we really need to think about our content being discoverable. We need to stop just thinking search engine optimization is about Google. We need to start thinking about how we can make our posts on TikTok discoverable for the topics that they are about. It's not about reaching the most people. It's about reaching the right people. So things like, you know, making sure that your video is to the point and on topic of what you're talking about, adding your captions, 
um, and making sure that you're including your keywords in that. Also making sure that you're only including relevant hashtags. I don't think we should be having 50 hashtags to say what something is about. Just one will do. I know hashtags are less of a thing on TikTok than they are on Instagram, but definitely worth thinking of that. So I can see Jessica wants to come in, but we'll, we'll bring you in once we've we finished uh, before after we take the break which we do take not on LinkedIn, but on the podcast. So, making. Yeah, this is um, really interesting. Uh, and um, it is definitely something that other platforms need to be looking out for. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, ultimately, you know, the platforms want us to stay on for as long as possible. So, uh, making it search friendly, um, you know, means that it, w- it will ensure that the people do stay on as long as possible. We know that, um, you know, YouTube is the biggest uh, search engine for, you know, uh, tutorials, for example, and people instantly go on to that, you know, on what to do, how uh, how to do stuff. So TikTok is going to be renowned for, you know, um, for uh, consumer uh, behavior uh, in, you know, doing research in in what they're wanting to buy, then the other platforms do definitely need to uh, look out. I especially liked your statistic of, how 64% of Gen Z, 49% of millennials are using TikTok. And, uh, and he really did make me giggle because I um, I still watch shared TV from uh, time to time. And when I did see a TikTok advert uh, pop up, um, it did make me giggle. So yes, uh, it's not uh, a young uh, person's tool uh, anymore. So um, yeah, I, I think that... Um, you know, for those of us who do use uh, TikTok uh, or who don't use TikTok enough and uh, need to be more frequent on TikTok, then we need to be uh, more uh, strategic in uh, what we're uh, doing there uh, in order for, uh, to enable us to be uh, more discoverable. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And like I say, I think it is it, particularly because of that large group of young people, it really is um that's that's going to be the way that younger people search whether it's tiktok or instagram or some other social network that's going to be the new frontier i think for search so it is it is interesting go on (laughs) my dad works in b2b marketing but i never really knew what that meant then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big mql man Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business too? Caroline Kay hosts a great podcast called Snippets of Genius. 
Caroline, tell us what these folks will get out of listening. Snippets of Genius is a lighthearted business podcast with some brilliant insights into how you can attract and cultivate success. In each episode, I have an inspiring conversation with genius guests from the worlds of business development, marketing, design, and wellness. Each of them share their ballsy, daring moves to burst business opportunities wide open. Every episode is designed to give you as much value as possible so you can decide, define, and develop anything you want in your career or business. Hard to turn that down. Where can people subscribe? They can come on over to my website, which is www.carolineK.co forward slash podcast, or find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for Snippets of Genius wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Happy New Year, Jessica. Happy New Year. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this? Um, so... I, you know, a few, uh, a couple of months ago, you talked about how there wasn't enough uh, Gen X content on TikTok, or TikTok was saying that there wasn't. So I've been trying to <laughs> create content on TikTok, and it's so embarrassing, but I'm trying. But uh, I've been using it for for some time now as well, in terms of like searching, like when I'm going on a holiday, I want to check out the hotels. Uh, but I don't want to see the hotel's act- own content. I want to see what users have been saying about it. And it's such a different perspective because it might not be the best, most cleanest content to show you the, how beautiful the hotel it is. It gives you a much more real and more insightful mm-hmm. kind of kind of perspective on the content on on the hotel. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think. It's interesting, actually, because when I was doing one of the digital garage events in Belfast, we we did a task where people had to find a pizzeria nearby. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it's for Google, you're allowed to look at other platforms. It's not like you must use Google tools. And it was really interesting that absolutely people were using Instagram and TikTok to find places. And yeah. yeah, it's more the customer's perspective shows the reality of a place rather than maybe the best view that the business itself wants to show off. So it totally makes sense. Yeah. And I even think influencer marketing is going down a little bit because we know that influencers often get paid and they'll have to state that they're being paid to to review something. I, I often look at uh, beauty and makeup reviews and stuff like that. But again, it doesn't seem as authentic as some of the perspectives you get from everyday people just talking about brands. So it's really interesting to see how many creators are out there, not necessarily focusing on one thing, but talking about the reviewing these products or places or restaurants and all of these things and giving such an authentic point of view. I think it's just refreshing as well. I agree. I think like the problem with creator or influencer marketing is not necessarily that they're being paid, but they also create perfect content, right? And we show the business in the best light. Um, And I know that there has been a trend in influencer marketing towards the smaller real people. So uh, not calling influencer or creator marketing anymore, but user generated content, which is what I think you're talking about. Yeah, and I worked with a lot of user-generated content. When I worked for a social media agency, um, I worked uh, for B2B uh, organizations and uh, on farm content. Uh, so one of the organi- one of the companies I was working for uh, created feed for certain animals, and there'd be so much content on Twitter, user-generated content on Twitter about these animals and their animal feed that, honestly, we didn't really even have to talk about the product. It was just... Um, jumping onto this sort of like community of people talking about their animals 
and that would that did wonders for the business in terms of engagement because we weren't just talking about product we were sort of celebrating the community and what they did so user generated content has been huge for some time now and now i think the the smart organizations and companies are jumping onto user generated content that isn't necessarily about their product but uh, attached to the community that uses their products does that make sense that sounds really confusing <laughs> No, it no, makes no, sense. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, cats and uh, dog uh, posts always wins. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This was sheep and cows and I loved it and often got mixed up the content on the sheep channel <laughs> and the cow channel. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, cows look good on online as well. <laughs> Oh, honestly, they're less yeah. online. Yeah, exactly. You can't smell them, but they are gorgeous. They are gorgeous animals. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fun doing that content. Making, I would say that user-generated content is something you really tap into when you're creating FOMO, um, because you know it's okay. You're kind of forcing them to create content when you interview people or put them on screen. But you know, have you had thoughts about how how that's used for events, for example? Yeah, I mean, uh, like Jessica said, um, you know, the user-generated content is authentic and, you know, you, you can't beat authentic uh, content. And so, you know, events uh, are, um, you know, they're missing a trick if they don't encourage um, attendees or give the uh, attendees an incentive to create content to put out there because, we, you know, as, uh, as a FOMO uh, creator, we want to you know, we want to generate that buzz and excitement for an event so that the lurkers, because we are creating content for the lurkers, um, they get excited about what we do. And then if they see in an event, it looks amazing. The speakers are amazing. Sponsors look incredible. Then uh, people think, oh, I've missed out. Where can I buy the next ticket? So user-generated content is an absolute no-brainer. It's it is essential to, uh, you know, to a campaign, to an event, to a launch, uh, whatever it is uh, that you are promoting. So true, isn't it? Because I remember in the early days of Twitter when Twitter was fun. I'm sorry, I'm very harsh on Twitter, stroke X. But I remember, you know, you'd be going to an event and everywhere, I think people do it on Instagram now in stories, but you'd be going to an event and you'd be sharing your journey there and you'd see all the other people that were going there. So and it was really exciting when you got there then to meet those people in real life. So if you, what would you suggest if you're getting a lot of, um, sorry, I'm, I'm putting you in the spotlight, Make. but what would you suggest if you're getting a lot of that sort of stuff, people tagging you in stories saying that they're on the way to the event, how can a uh, an event company or, or anyone that's promoting something utilize that? Yeah, I, I mean, uh, as I say, it's um, if we encourage um, our attendees to you know, to share it, to say that they're going and using a hashtag. Um, it's, you know, it, it really, it, it sort of um, puts less pressure on the event organizer to uh, create as much content whilst they're organizing the actual event and making sure that everything runs um, on the day of the event or two days before the event. Uh, it, you know, it is, um, it, it is great to, um, you know, to, to share that content and, um, and, People can, uh, organizers can definitely um, embrace that content by engaging uh, with um, uh, with those posts and also using it um, after the fact as well, just to remind people, um, you know, where people have traveled from, you know, uh, giving uh, shout outs to people who travel far and wide, you know, um, you know, th th this is all great content that you can definitely share, you can comment on, and then you can repurpose uh, after uh, the event as well. 
And I know that's something that you're really good at when you're working for an event. You're like you're engaging with those people. You're not just letting those comments sit there so people feel unloved, which I think is the problem. If you're going to encourage this, you need to have someone there to make sure that it, that it's getting responded to. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, nothing. There's nothing worse than um, you know. For, I mean, for some people, you know, it might be the first time that they're attending an event, and so if you know they've taken the time to post something and it's been ignored, you know, hasn't got a like or a share um you know that person may feel uh, snubbed you know and you and you definitely don't want that because for an event you know you're building a community uh, and same with the user generated content as well you know it's important to acknowledge it uh, even if it's a quick like or a comment or a share uh, just to acknowledge that um you know the the organizer of the campaign has uh, has seen it i think it's really important and then that brings us back to search again because obviously the more people that are talking about you Whichever social network, the easier it is for people to find you when they need to find what it is that you do. So like if you're engaging back and forward, that's encouraging more and more and more. And that means you're expanding your search capabilities on those channels. Now, I don't know much about optimizing TikTok, but I'm imagining that's a good thing, right? If you do that, you're going to get found by more people. It's a bit like having inbound links on your current Google ads or Google on your website even whew, for things like Google and uh, the Bing. I almost couldn't remember what the Microsoft search engine was called and all other No, absolutely. Engines. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and, um, you know, um, you know, Instagram have embraced, uh, you know, using hashtags. And, and like you said earlier, we don't want to be using 50 hashtags on the post. You know, using uh, a hashtag for an event means that people can search on that hashtag and then see all the fabulous uh, content and uh, hashtags are searchable uh, on the search engines as well as within the platform as well so it again it, it is another way in which um you know it makes your event or your company uh, discoverable when you run a campaign and uh, encourage people to create more user generated content absolutely yeah it's it's definitely it's something we're going to have to all learn about as well i've, I've also the weird thing is I'm really glad we've had you here to talk about that making. <laughs> but the weird thing is, I think in the past, I've always thought like social media is kind of like fun and fluffy and people who do SEO, search engine optimization, were always serious and proper marketers, right? And I completely had a change of heart on that one. Like now I'm kind of like, you know, SEO is driving a lot of traffic to my website, but it's completely useless traffic. And I know there's a lot of bad SEO. That's obviously because I do my own SEO. I'd like to say I'm not slagging any agencies, but there's also a lot of bad SEO out there. So, um, yeah, I suppose the thing I'm thinking about is just now if you're using TikTok or Instagram, you really want to focus on driving the right traffic to your posts, to your content so that you can make sales rather than just chasing the number of views that you get, which is honestly what we do tend to do, isn't it? because that makes us feel happy yeah absolutely <laughs> okay we lost Jessica, which is a shame because she's not going to get to promote herself and I think she's job hunting at the moment I saw on Instagram so um Jessica's great just like to put that out there um definitely if you need someone to help with your marketing just get in touch with her because she would be a great employee I think for anyone she's so connected with everything that's going on so I've just done her pitch for her <laughs> so over to you making tell us about what you're up to this week and what we can do to find out more about what you do 
Well, I've had a great uh, week so far, actually. And so um, one of uh, my clients who is uh, a LinkedIn uh, instructor, um, coach and trainer, she has a challenge um, every year. And so for the past uh, two, three years, I've been involved in the challenge. Um, where um, she um, she actually gives away prizes, and so uh, one of the prize, uh, sorry, three of the prizes actually uh, are to um, have an interview with me. And the whole idea of that is to uh, get people more familiar with, um, you know, uh, being more familiar and uh, more comfortable with video and by in being interviewed by someone it gives that person an air of authority it gives that person um, a um, fabulous video uh, which they can share on LinkedIn and it's just trying to get them to be uh, you know trying to encourage them to use um, uh, LinkedIn a, a lot more so uh, that's been a lot of fun so I've been doing that this week doing uh, interviews with some of the competition winners uh, and then this coming week um, another one of my uh, fabulous clients is um, a non-profit called um, Young leaders in cricket and they're um, young people who are being taught cricket um, but they're also being taught uh, other key skills as well and uh, one of them is uh, to uh, use social media uh, for fundraising and so next week I'll be teaching a few more youngsters uh, I think I've taught 2,000 uh, young people so far um, and uh, it's just uh, wonderful to be able to uh, teach a new uh, cohort of uh, young people how to uh, the right way to use uh, social media to embrace social media to fundraise for their local cricket club and I always and what say are you this, up to this week Amanda? I always say this though you do have the best clients and you really have the ones that you can feel good about as well you don't have I have the best clients but you also have the best clients um this week actually I was involved in something which was really fascinating I was asked to come along to a round table about how you can get small businesses to adopt digital products so not just marketing products things you know like um, payment software or any any digital online tool, online banking, you know, any of those. Um, and I was there to represent small businesses because of my experience with uh, Google Digital Garage and the people that I've met there, because I think Digital Garage is a great example of how you can get people to engage with digital products because they're basic, you know, very small training sessions that we do across a day you know, 20, 30 minutes long, which really give people a taster of what they can do with Google products so that they can actually go away and implement something small straight away. And I think that's a problem that a lot of businesses have. They try and do, you know, a whole day training on one thing and that that wrecks people's heads and they never get started. So I was really excited because I was the only small business representative in the room that there were, well, actually, no, there was somebody from Dublin Town, which um, is like a retailer organisation for Dublin who I've worked with as well. But there are also people there from Square, from WorldPay, from Bank of Ireland, from TikTok, from um, I, now I'm forgetting who was there and I'm feeling bad, <laughs> um, HubSpot. So there were from a lot of big companies that are obviously trying to get people, uh, small businesses to adopt their digital products and want to find solutions from that. There was also someone from the government department to do with trade and enterprise. That was a fascinating discussion. It was really exciting to be part of that. So I'm just boasting, really, that I got to be there. But honestly, it was lovely to meet those people and also to get their view of what the challenges are for small businesses. Next, oh, what else did I do? I did some Google Analytics training for Fulcher Island, which are, no, it wasn't Google Analytics, but it was training. <laughs> and 
I'm sure there was lots more. I feel like I've been had a very busy week. Next week, my first the first module of my current analytics ACE program is starting. I'm really excited because I have a great group of people to work with. And finally, the price of my one-to-one training is going up at the end of the month. So anyone that wants to learn more about Google Analytics in that one-to-one setting where we can really delve into your analytics, get in touch now because you need to book before the end of the month to get the price. I think I pitched a lot there, did I? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So um, thanks for everyone for joining us. It's always, I think, you know, LinkedIn audio is picking up a bit these days, isn't it? You know, when we first came on here and it was just like one person. So it's lovely to see so many people tuning in. And don't forget that if you tune in anytime and you want to have a say on any of the topics that we talk about, you can. You can just come in, request to speak. We'll let you in. You can have a chat about what you think about it. And then we give you a chance to promote yourself. So thanks for joining us. When are we back making? Same bat time, same bat place. Until then, bye. With many thanks to um, David Paramore, my brother-in-law, for the end credits music. And thank you to my co-host, Making Sang, and to myself, Amanda Webb, and to Jason <laughs> and everyone at MPN Network. <laughs> You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business too? Caroline Kay hosts a great podcast called Snippets of Genius. Caroline, tell us what these folks will get out of listening. Snippets of Genius is a lighthearted business podcast with some brilliant insights into how you can attract and cultivate success. In each episode, I have an inspiring conversation with genius guests from the worlds of business development, marketing, design, and wellness. Each of them share their ballsy, daring moves to burst business opportunities wide open. Every episode is designed to give you as much value as possible so you can decide, define, and develop anything you want in your career or business. Hard to turn that down. Where can people subscribe? They can come on over to my website, which is www.carolineK.co forward slash podcast or find the show at marketingpodcast.net or search for Snippets of Genius wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.